If you could eliminate data entry for your truckload brokers, how much more business would your top performers win? TyTMS has an array of tools designed to save you hours a day. Import your entire spreadsheet of shipments. Let Ty create seamless integrations to your customers' internal systems. And if all of your orders come through email, TyTMS leverages AI to read an incoming email and enter the shipment for you. Visit ty-software.com to learn more about how you can empower your top performing brokers to increase their shipment volume today. I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expenses to win these expenses. I got expenses to win these expenses. I've been making all the work. I've been making all the work. I've been and welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name's Kevin Hill here with Richie Daigle. Good to see you, Kevin. It's good You're to see back. you too. It's, you know, back in the studio. It's kind of a bittersweet show today. A little bit. It is. It is. But we're going to be talking about our favorite sales movies, number one. And then people alive, maybe alive. That we'd like to have, to have coffee with. And, you know, it's all going to be sales-focused. But it is bittersweet because it's Mr. Richie Daigle's last appearance. Not appearance. The last time sitting in the seat on this show. It is. This will be the last time that I put this coffee down. It, it is. <laughs> and uh, it's been great. It's been a great run. Going to miss it. Um, really enjoyed these conversations that we've had. And. Yeah, it's, it's been cool. It's been awesome. This experience, I never would have thought that I'd be a podcast TV type of, of person, but, you know, hey, here I am, and it's been a sweet run. It has been a sweet run, and there's no reason why, uh, well, you'll, you'll definitely be a guest at a certain point uh, going forward. And as well, I mean, you know, a USB mic, free software, Zencaster, <laughs> anything else, there's no reason why you can't continue your own podcast out there. That's true. We'll see what happens. You know, and, and if, if, if something like that were to, to take place, I'd, I'd want it to be natural and organic, and I don't want to force anything. And, um, but yeah, if, we'll see. You never know what the future holds. I don't know if I want to commit to anything, but uh, <laughs> at the same time, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, uh, where the journey takes us. We will. We will see where the journey takes us, and let's uh, talk about Ty. Ty is the ultimate domestic 3PL solution for LTL and full truckload freight. Ty TMS gives you a centralized platform for sourcing load coverage by connecting you to load boards, rate intelligence, and capacity tools on a single page. To learn more, visit tiesoftware.com. That's T-A-I-Software.com. T-A-I-Software.com. So. For this show, I let you pick all the topics, <laughs> what we want to talk about. We want to talk about movies, talk about people we would like to meet. So take it away. Let, let's, let's talk about the three top sales movies. Yeah, like we were talking about this you know, earlier, and I was like, Kevin, what do you want to talk about? And Kevin's like, well, Richie, what do you want to talk about? It's your last show. And so I went straight high fidelity here. You know, let's, let's go through top five lists, top three lists, and so forth. Yeah. Um, so my, my top movies... For business slash sales, um, would be one, no no particular order, maybe a particular order, but let's start from the bottom and go up. Office space is a must. Mm -hmm. I think you need to be able to laugh a little bit in business, and I think that that's a movie that calls out a lot of the ridiculousness that we're faced with from time to time in a really funny way. It, it really does, and and Mike Judge since his Beavis and Butthead days, has just been on target about 
culture, you know, the, the culture of America, or the culture of of living <laughs> your, your daily life, right? Yeah. I, it really, I mean, it, it's it's an amazing movie, and he just keeps on replicating that over and over. I don't know if anyone's seen Silicon Valley oh, on man, HBO. Oh, so good, so good. Uh, it's a must. That's, I mean, if we were getting into TV shows, I have a bonus one here for later in the well, list, but Silicon Valley should be uh, should be added for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the satire. It's just so spot on. It, it is, <laughs> and it's, it's like there's only a handful of people who can be that spot on time after time after time again. And Mike Judge is one of those. Uh, anyone out there who hasn't seen Office Space, I don't know what cave you've been living in. <laughs> um, but it, if, if you haven't seen Silicon Valley yet, it's on HBO, you know, HBO Max, you can go download that. It is, is a great satire about the startup world. Yeah, yeah it's spot on. And my, the second movie on my list is There Will Be Blood. And this is, you know, a PTA movie that's one of the all-time greats. It's on many of the, you know, greatest movies of all time list. Um, and I, I think it tells the story of early capitalism, of, of some of the, the drive, also some of the greed. You kind of watch this guy's soul kind of get crushed. I mean, there's... Psychopath. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot a of different... Psychopath, right? There's a lot of different things that are playing there, but I think it's an important movie um, and, and one that should be seen. It is. I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is an amazing actor. Uh, it reminds me of... Uh, another good business sales movie is Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, his patrol of Abraham Lincoln, um, you know, bartering through and, and getting the Emancipation Proclamation passed is, is brilliant. Yep. And my all-time favorite movie for business sales, by, by a long shot, is The Hudsucker Proxy. And why is that? Oh, it's so good. It's, you, got, you got Tim Robbins, you got Paul Newman. I mean, it's, uh, and it's just this great story of how things can change and how some plans could start one way and backfire in a good way and the way the ego plays into things and ambition and how all these things kind of blend uh, in a really funny way. And, and it's a Coen Brothers movie. I'm a huge fan of the Coen Brothers. So there's that, that brand of humor that you either love or hate. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's a fantastic movie. I, I feel like I can watch it time and time and time again, and it always gets better. So we were talking about this, you know, the, the studio used to be our office. We used to all be packed in here, 70 or 80 of us, uh, like sardines. A lot of times we had this board up. We had ambition going off, mm -hmm. and, and you can see it in Slack now, but when it was going out on the board and you had the kid from the, the scene of the movie <laughs> yeah. with a hula hoop, was that yours? That was mine. Uh, I, okay. That was mine. That makes I, sense. The hula hoop, you know, and, and it, it was so great because, you know, he's got, you know, Tim Robbins' character draws a circle on a paper <laughs> carefully. And he's like, I got this great idea that I've been working on. And he just shows a circle and he's like, you know, for kids. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And like, isn't this like how business works where <laughs> someone's got this great idea and to you it's like, this is obvious, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, I don't know what you're doing. You're showing me a circle. And then you just watch it kind of come to be. It's so good. It's so good. It is. It's that communication. I yeah. mean, you have, and usually when you have this idea in business or in sales, you're consumed with it. You're obsessed with it. You know it so well that, that you have the curse of knowledge. Mm -hmm. You have the curse of knowledge. You can't explain it to people. 
and it needs a lot of explanation. No matter what you do, what other yep. new product, new service that you do, you're going to understand it a lot more than anybody else does. <laughs> and there, there's the old saying of it, it's the, 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 the good part and the bad part, right, uh, about creating a new category. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great that you've created something that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's bad because you created something that doesn't exist. And you, you know, you can't, uh, you just can't explain it to people. It's a, yeah, exactly. And that movie encapsulates that whole thing beautifully. Yes, um, that ring. It's just a circle. <laughs> yes. right? the, the greatest idea since sliced bread is a circle, and no one can understand it. Yeah. My last little like, caveat here is uh, it's a TV show, but The Wire, I, I feel like, deserves a mention because of how well it goes into the details of how systems play into things. How everything, like systemic issues, can drive things a number of different ways. And, and yeah, so like that whole thought process is played out really well in that. It, it's yeah. kind of like knowing, what, knowing the rules of your operation. It's, it, you they know, call it where the you're game. operating, knowing the rules around you, or yeah. the lack of rules sometimes, right? Just knowing that landscape, knowing the terrain, like a, a general, like um, Sun Tzu would, would say. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's all Whereas, in the, or like Omar would say, it's all in the game. It, it's all in the game, <laughs> yes. Or as, as Polly Walnuts over in Sopranos say, Sun Tzu, to Tzu. <laughs> Sun yeah. to Tzu. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's about knowing, knowing the game. Sun Tzu, my favorite Sun Tzu quote is, uh, well, just a quick aside, yeah. uh, strategy without tactics is the slowest way to victory. Mm -hmm. Tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very true. You have to know the strategy, the, the tactics are, are there. They are. So um, I guess it's my turn. It is your to, turn. To, to do yeah. mine. Absolutely. Yeah, you have this great philosophical thing, and, and I just have... <laughs> Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, best-sales movie of all time. Yeah, hey, that's, that's where the show came from, right? It, it is. So, I mean, we're a fan, and uh, and Tuna and I picked out the, the show name, and, you know, coffee is for closers. There, there's, that was everywhere, <laughs> right? Everyone wouldn't do that. But what, what's the, the line right before that? It's put that coffee down. Yep. And the way he says it to Jack Lemmon, you know, talking about an all-star cast, too, right? You have Alec oh, yeah. Baldwin in there. Uh you know, Jack Lemmon, um, Alan, uh, Ed O'Neill's in there, Al Pacino, of course. So you, you have an all-star cast, and it is, it's the down and dirty of cells. It's kind of what you have to do. Yep. You don't have to, to con people out of real estate, but, <laughs> you know, selling swampland, but, you know, those leads. you got to have those leads. And, you know, the, the person who was the most successful at that time, of course, was Al Pacino who didn't need the leads. He was getting leads in the, the, the Chinese restaurant slash bar downstairs. Yep, yep. It's, it's a great movie. It's a classic. I would have put it on my list, but I knew you were going to have it on your list. So of course. In a different direction. You know, we, we named the show after it. I, I do like Boiler Room, too. I, I do like Boiler Room for a number of different reasons. It is that, that, that you know, the, the, the high-energy cells... That stockbroker mentality, and another reason why I like it is that I worked in some call rooms, um, certainly not selling stocks or penny stocks or, or anything like that, but you get in sales jobs. At that time, like in the mid, mid to early 2000s in New York, and 
you worked with guys and gals that came from those the, those those shops, those boiler mm -hmm. rooms, right? And they had a lot of bad habits. They had a lot of good habits, and and it, it reminds me of of a lot of people I worked with when when I was living in New York City. I can imagine, and that's that's an environment that I've not had a whole lot of exposure to, but have seen ripples of that environment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I saw the ripples. You know, I, I saw the you know the, the ones you know the, the shops that, that got closed down, or you know the the that the guys who could just couldn't make it, mm -hmm. who couldn't make it, and there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't, but um, he was an enterprising guy, too, and I always liked that. Yeah, yep, you know, had his sure. own little casino in his, in his, <laughs> in his house in Queens. So, <laughs> and the third is The Founder. That's I a really classic. enjoy that movie. Yeah, and to me, that movie's a bit of a, it's almost a tragedy, because I feel for the original family, you know, and how they kind of missed out on, on everything, but... Uh, but a, a, another really important movie just to understand how things function behind the scenes. It does, you know. I mean, he certainly wasn't the founder. Uh, Michael Keaton did wonderful. You know, he was in his 50s. Um, Ray, was it Ray Kroc? Uh, it was in his 50s, and he, was, he, was, um, he wasn't all that successful. And he, found, he finally found the, the idea, and he did put in the energy and a lot of the sweat and tears to, to pull it off, Came up with the real estate gig, mm -hmm. you know that that really made McDonald's what it is, right? So it is, and, and he he took something that was small and local and found a way to mass produce it. Mm -hmm. And the real estate play was was the the secret sauce there to a certain extent. It, it was the secret <laughs> sauce, right? It was the secret sauce that to make McDonald's pro, as as profitable as as it was by buying the real estate, building the franchise, and then selling the franchise. But mm -hmm. still retaining ownership of that property, yep. Where you could then borrow money on on that property as collateral, and it really was able to scale up from there. Yeah, it was, it, that was a genius move. Um, but I would argue that you get a little bit greedy, and you take away from the product quality, and and you know something better could have been possible. But I'm an idealist. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I mean, he wasn't a perfect person by, by, by any means, but he did find the, the, the one idea. And sometimes you just have that one idea, that one opportunity where everything aligns, mm -hmm. and you just have to go for it. And he went for it, did some really good things, did some probably, you know, underhanded things. Um, but, but it's really, he was a, a consummate salesperson. It reminds me of another good quote that I like. Uh, was it, I think it was Soren Kierkegaard, the philosopher, said, life can only be understood looking backwards, but it can only be lived going forwards. Something along those lines. That is exactly right. That that is. And I have a couple honorable mentions. I, okay. think, I think one of the, the, the great business movies is documentary. I don't have it on here. Uh, maybe if I listed five, I would have it on there. But, but Enron <laughs> was, was really good. Yeah. It was, it was a really good inside look at... Uh, when things go massively wrong. For sure, for sure. And there's a lot of other, you know, I'm sure people are going to be saying The Wolf of Wall Street, and, you yeah. know, there, there's other movies like that that are, that are good, uh, The Big Short, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, but as far as, you know, what, what jumps off the page Moneyball. at me. Moneyball is another one, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, those three were like my, I'm wanting to learn about business and sales through movies. 
this is where I'll start. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yours is a good place to start. Mine is, you know, uh, warning signs of, of things that might not be right, but uh, but sells the sells, right? You, you have to, to, to be aggressive. You have to, uh, to, to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to find your opportunities. You gotta be vulnerable, too. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that comes up time and time in all of these is how people, it's interesting for me to watch how people deal with vulnerability. You know, and some people that, that space of uncertainty, not knowing, vulnerable, some people freak out in that space and immediately will want to move into anything, no matter how terrible, just so they don't have to be in that space. Um, and I think people that are finding ways to be comfortable there are ultimately finding better ways, but um, it's interesting. Well, you picked out another topic, and you're, you're talking about it without announcing it. It's a human <laughs> element in cells. I mean, there's something else uh, you want to talk about today I always like to talk about, and that's part of it is being vulnerable. Yeah. Being able to accept no. And that's, you know, getting into... Being cool with it, right? Yeah, and like our top five people to have coffee with, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's where I was going with that thought is the people that I have on this list all impress me as being really intelligent, very down to earth, okay with being vulnerable to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And I feel like these are people that I would be able to have like real honest, deep conversations with over probably several cups of coffee and it wouldn't necessarily be surface level. And I would, hopefully we'd walk away feeling like it was good for everybody. Um, and that's kind of getting into, like we were talking about, like the, the human element of sales and why that's so important. Yeah, I mean, and, and my list is, is kind of Kind of the same, right? It's people who've been told that they weren't any good, they didn't have what it took, you know, they didn't have the right sound, whatever it is, right? And that they spent a better part of their life overcoming that, and now they're on top. Yep. So I'm going to put it out there, and 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 if anybody knows any of these people and can make an actual coffee <laughs> with any of them happen for me, I would be greatly appreciative um, so I'm just putting that out there like into the internet and if any of these people are listening wow you want to have coffee <laughs> like that's, I'm just gonna put that out there so my my list of five people that I hope to one day maybe have the opportunity to to sit down and chat with Pete Holmes you're gonna hear a lot of comedians here uh, I love the comedian Pete Holmes big fan Trevor Noah Big fan, uh, would love to, to chat with him and get to know more. Uh, Brett Goldstein, one of my favorite podcasts mm-hmm. right now. It's, it's films to be buried with, and like the guy is just incredible. Um, Samin Nasrat, I would, I'm convinced I'm walking away as a better chef and cook after, after speaking with her. And then, you know, the person who I think is the father of all podcasts the original OG podcast person, period, uh, who founded Radio Lab, uh, Jad Abumrad. So that, that those are my list. I, there's a lot of other people that I would love to to have the opportunity to meet and have coffee with, but um, those five people would be any one of them would be just incredible. You kind of said it before you you, you went through the names, but what's the the like like Pete Holmes? Let's start from the top. Pete Holmes. What do you like most? He's human. He's human, and there is nobody on earth that is as comfortable being completely uncomfortable and vulnerable as Pete Holmes. And I think it's such a great characteristic because he'll talk about anything. He's an open book. 
and he is, he's genuine, he's thoughtful, he listens, uh, he has really good introspection. He's a very deep individual despite being a hilarious comedian. And a lot of comedians are like that. Um, I mean, all three are, the first three are comedians. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of his podcast, You Made It Weird. They're all very long, they're, on, they're uncut. Um, but yeah, that's... You know, and comedians are, are philosophers. Oh, 100%. They're writers, they're philosophers, uh, and that they like to talk about uncomfortable things. They do. It's therapy for them. It is, yeah. So that's, that's kind of the theme there, is, is all, all of these people are very down-to-earth, they're grounded, mm -hmm. they're very intelligent, um, and, and people that I think would be good to, to have conversations with. Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. I have three, maybe four. <laughs> so Jerry Seinfeld... Yeah, you know, start off with a comedian, right? It kind of goes back to that, you know. Exactly. It's, it's uh, his insights and, and just the show is still fresh. Twenty five years later, mm -hmm. at least to me, it's still fresh. I can sit down and I know every line in whatever episode I'm watching, but I'm still captivated by it. Right. Yep. I think it's because everyone's so neurotic in this show, <laughs> and I'm yeah. neurotic at heart. I think so. It kind of goes goes to me. Uh, the, the second, uh, been a fan all my life. My dad was a fan. Turned me on to the music. Willie Nelson. I think um, his story is is phenomenal. It is. It really is. You know, I mean, from selling uh, crazy and hello walls for fifty dollars a piece because he couldn't make rent. Uh, for you know, from just being a basket case, being in Nashville, and everyone in Nashville telling him. He can't sing too nasally. You know, doesn't have the right look. He's he'll never be a star. Uh, and, but he grounded out. You know, went back to Austin, grounded it out. Um, my sister and I, I was I was home recently, and my sister and I were watching like 1985 CMA Awards. Right? Why I have no idea. Um, but we had a bottle of wine. We were, we were watching that, and. Um, you know, he got a Lifetime Achievement Award in 1985, and that's usually your swan song. It's like, you're over the hill, <laughs> get away, you know. And he was like my age at that time. You know, get away, you'll, you'll never have another hit record. And what, what are we, almost 40, 35 years after that? Yeah. Uh, he is Still an somebody. icon. Yeah. He's a he's national icon now. Not just a, a famous country singer, but he's a national icon for many different reasons, music being one of those. And um, yeah, I mean, just he overcame everything. He just never quit. And uh, you know, Greg Maddox being another one, I think. Just you know, I you sit around and you tell me about your conversations with him, and I'm just like another guy who was undersized, didn't throw hard, had to get by with his wits, had to learn, had to be a student of the game, and dominated. Yep. For year after year, with not much. Or it would appear to be not much, right? But it was a lot. It was more than anybody else had. It was different. It was. It was different. He, he figured out how he was going to be successful. And I think this gets down to kind of my, yeah. my, my conclusion here element, with this, right? right? It's that human element, like the, the life hack for how to be human in sales, quote unquote. Everyone talks about how to be human in sales. There's not a formula for it. You have to be the best version of yourself, Yes. first and foremost. And whatever that looks like, like if, if you're gregarious, if you're introverted, you have to, don't, don't let somebody cram you into some sort of form that's not you. You have to be you for good, bad, worse, and other. Mm -hmm. 
that's first and foremost. And when you lean into that and you say, I'm going to be me in this capacity, that's the first step to being human in a sales role. And then if you continue to grow that and you work on yourself, and then you also build the capacity to expand your abilities to listen first and communicate second, I think that's a formula for you know, success, not only in, in sales, but life and, and whatever it is that you're setting out to do. Yeah, and life is sales. Life is negotiations, right? Life is, is all of this, and you do. You have to be the best version of yourself. You have to accept your strengths, accept your weaknesses, and really work on your strengths. Don't worry about your weaknesses so much. Your right? focus is going to go to what your focus is going to, right? Yeah. Like when I'm pitching and I say, I do not want to throw the ball outside, I'm throwing the ball outside because <laughs> that's where my focus is at. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, that is 100%. It's, it's, you really have to accept who you are, and then you can talk to anybody, hmm? and you can find the best fit for, for everybody. Exactly. But it's been a pleasure over the last year or so. I think I owe you... I need some, some money for appearing on these episodes. There you go. Right. Yeah, sweet copy money. And yeah, so good luck. And <laughs> next week we'll be back with uh, Put That Coffee Down here on Freight Waves TV. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expensive because winning is expensive. I got expensive because winning.